Good morning. It's Sunday morning. It's 8 a.m. Can only mean one thing. It's the big kickoff. And to you too. Yeah. Or as most women are saying, every day is Father's every Day. Every day is Father's Day, yeah. We're, we live the dream. We live the <laughs> life. Um, How did you get on yesterday up in the golf course? Oh, I shouldn't have told you. Um, my, well, apart from getting absolutely, my calves getting absolutely destroyed. Uh, a great day, can't complain with the weather. Good crack with the two boys I was with. But my driving was horrendous and it put me into far too much trouble. And in our society... We, we've kind of started a little wooden spoon thing this year where it's called the scratch cup or the scratch prize. Yeah. Where the one with the most scratches gets the, gets a scratch card. Right. Now I always slag going, geez, that'd be a great prize because one of us would be jammy and win the 10 grand or something and shove it in everyone's face. Uh, but I lost on a count pack, so I couldn't even win it. So oh. I had the same scratch as another guy, but he had a worse finish than I did. So, but a great day. You can't, no excuse. Enjoy the sunshine. And were you like me? You got sunburn in places you didn't want. Uh, everywhere sun cream is fine. Except for the backs of my legs, I, I I paid. It's like I'm wearing football socks. It's it's like I'll put a picture up later on of me milk bottle white feet and then lovely red ankles. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you later. The minute it goes scorchio, we haven't a clue. We what can't to do. cope. We even talk about oh God. Can I put some cream on? And you you don't. At least half the country yesterday would have went. Ah, it's just too warm. We couldn't do this all the time. It's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Jays, it's too warm. Um, so, uh, what have we got on the show today, Bugger? Jeez, what have you got on the show today? Absolutely packed again at the weekend with uh, loads of news. Uh, we're going to have a little debate between ourselves because obviously it's going to be a slow burner for the next eight weeks, but it's all everyone's going to talk about. We're going to have a bit of a debate about Mayweather and McGregor. More so along the lines of what some of the pros and experts have been saying over the last few days because it's very easy that we're going to jump on the whole. It's a gimmick and all that, but let's maybe realistically talk about it's happening now so we have to talk about it mm. um, we've got a feature where we're going to uh, the Lions first test is starting next week that's right so we're going to talk to a good friend of ours who coaches in Castle College and with Blackguard College Darren Shields he's uh, sunned himself out in sunny Spain so hopefully he's, he's not too relaxed hopefully you get through and, and uh, yeah <laughs> if not we'll have we're to we're going to have to talk about uh, Rupi's great yeah <laughs> uh, Egg Chase and all that so yeah we're going to have a quick uh, chat with him to kind of go through uh, Ireland's players chances and obviously realistically Lions chances because they're slowly getting some momentum so have they got a proper shot and then some of the usual stuff back in time and final countdowns or whatever else brilliant so I think what we'll do is we go straight to a song here we go this is the Pogues of Fiesta the Pogues you You cannot beat the Pogues (laughs) Oh, well, okay. I was a bit sluggish this morning. That's, that's the pep in the step. That's the pep in the step. And the live. Um, obviously, you're listening to Liffy Sound 96.4 FM, and this is the big kickoff. Dave, we're going to go into our papers and stories, uh, and maybe uh, a few overnighters. Yeah, just a few of them overnight. There was a big fight between Andre, uh, I nearly said Andre Kovalev, uh, Andre Ward and Sergei Kovalev. It was the rematch 
the last one was very tight. Basically, Ward won every. He had on the on the three cards he won by the uh, by one round. Very even affair, very tight. Others would have said it was the other way. So everyone was much anticipated. And overnight, literally only a couple of hours ago, uh, Andre Ward stopped him in the eighth with a nice barrage of punches. Kovalev's given it the big one that there were a couple of low blows, but Ward was starting. To, by all accounts, Ward was starting to get the upper hand again. So. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a bit of a crushing blow for the crusher. That's his nickname, Kovalev, because he's a big bruiser. But unfortunately, that looks like that's all he has. And Ward is very much a bit like Mayweather. He's very classy, very slick, good defensive fighter. And he was obviously able to pick him off. Um, another quick one, Paul Smith. There's four brothers, I think. They're all from uh, Liverpool. There's only one of them that's really top, top quality, I think. Oh, they're all fighters. Yeah. And they've all got to a decent level, but this was his kind of last final hurrah against a German guy called Tyron Zeuge. Um, but yeah, made mince meat of him. He's 34, that's the end of it now. That's his last big shot at the, right. at the big time, so it didn't happen. And then on a final note, we have a European champion in Ireland. Woo! Yeah, Paddy Burns won in only his third fight against the Romanian called Altiano, and he won by unanimous decision, and it was pretty convincing by all accounts. But yeah. it was kept very quiet in the radar, that's why I kind of only really copped onto it late last night I didn't, so I have no idea what, whether, whether it was on or what's the story yeah. but what, what age is Paddy Byrne? the 29 or 30 so obviously he's been kind of fast tracked I suppose to kind of because obviously the big thing from last night is now that he's he's in the top 15 uh, ranked in a couple of the organisations so he can really step it up a notch now and start to take on some big guys and he's already been on Twitter saying Mayweather and McGregor can get effed if he's not on the undercard right yeah <laughs> I think it's, isn't it the Mayweather camp that are doing the, the yes. card? Yes. Now, obviously, Mayweather, uh, McGregor promotions, you can see it on the footnote as well. So I think they'd be crazy not to have a few Irish on it because there's going to be plenty of Irish coming over. So hopefully he doesn't load it with all his stable. Yeah. And I'd say it'll be a mixture with a bit of luck and you never know. And I think Eddie Hearn's even trying to get in on it and trying to push Katie Taylor into it with a bit, with a bit of luck. Yeah. Well, we'll go into that more later on. Yep. Okay. Um, New proposals uh, from uh, FIFA, kind of, but it's the IFAB, it's the International Football Association Who is um, the head of that now, which I've now discovered myself? That's a good question. Who is Marco it? Marco Van Basten. Oh, I know, do you know, I did hear this. And yeah. I heard a couple of his, his thoughts before, yeah. and I just thought they were mental. Yeah. Well... These are for real, and all the stuff is for real, and he's got, he's, they're talking of it. There's a proposal to scrap the 45-minute halves. That this is a big one for him, which I've known for a good while. Have you? Is it? Is it? But it's see, it's this week that they're talking about it. Yeah, and it could come to. Is fruition. this where he wants it to be? Every time the ball goes dead, the clock stops. No. All right. They, he's obviously modified they've it. They've modified it. So instead, uh, there could be two periods of 30 minutes. Oh, when God. the clock stopped, whenever the ball goes out of play. Mm. So basically, every time the ball goes out of play, the clock has stopped. All right, so a bit okay. like a bit like American football, really. Yeah, because I think the original one, he wanted two halves of thirty-five, and the clock stops for everything, because they did a study that roughly the ball is in play for nearly seventy minutes, and uh, yeah, 60, so it's to stop minutes, all yeah. the play acting of injuries and stuff. And the reasons behind it are clever, but this could turn into silly season because yeah. us footballers always find the grey area. Games could end up being three hours long if you but know what I mean. You don't. You don't want to go down the route of stop, start, stop, yeah. start. Yeah. I mean, if we have the ninety minutes uh, and it is, I suppose it, it's taken in the, fa the fact that the ball's going out of play, and yeah. then there's nothing yeah. wrong with leaving it the way it is. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, mm -hmm. some games are probably guaranteed maybe seventy-five minutes of play. Of course, you know, yeah. so 
Uh, but other ideas include a stadium clock linked to a referee's watch and a new rule allowing players to effectively pass to themselves or dribble the ball when taking a free kick. What do you think of that? <sighs> yeah, I've seen that you can quickly... So, say you get fouled, you can quickly get up and just start dribbling again. Dribbling. Just stop it dead and go. Yeah. Kind of yeah. I'm not sure about that either. Yeah. Like, I'm happy that they're starting to discuss things because more than every, any other sport, I think football has always been the slowest. But at the same time, hopefully we don't go to the extreme now and it gets really silly. But, <clears throat> but you can see that coming into a situation where a player will look to, he'll get kicked, he'll get on the ground shin hurt or something like that he'll hold his leg for a second and then he'll, he'll, then he'll see he'll jump and go. the referee will want to talk to the player and yeah. he'll go and then there's going to be yeah. chaos because yeah. you know? let's face it we are the I think football more so than anywhere we're the ultimate of final grey area in any rule yeah 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 um, another one is um, that penalty kicks if a penalty kick is not successful play would stop and a goal kick would be awarded no matter what No. so if the goalkeeper saved it mm -hmm. free kick out Straight away. Straight no, away. you can't follow in. You can't follow in. Right, okay. So then you're not getting the advantage of hitting the keeper and coming out and then you finishing yeah, it off. Yeah, okay. Again, I, I, I don't see... I, I, know, I understand why, but you don't do that with free kicks. No. Yeah. I, I, don't see, I don't see why that is. So I think sometimes they're trying to change the game. And, don't just do it for the sake of it. And, but yeah, it's exactly that. It's, they're trying to change it for the sake of it. So... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not really too sure. Of course, injuries and stuff like that takes up a lot of time. So I think they try, they're trying to do some things that are for the right of the game. Mm -hmm. But I'm not too sure. What else, Bo? Uh A bit of Irish news. 22-year-old uh, Cavan girl Leona Maguire won the British Amateur Championship yesterday. Um, she won 3-2 and two in her final over Spaniard. Oh, God. I know it, O'Lara. I think I got it right. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, because that's the one thing that we've been kind of missing. There's a few girls in the pro game, but they haven't really kind of got to the to the front. So with a bit of luck now, we're going to start seeing uh, in the ladies' tour a bit more success on the Irish side as, as much as the Irish boys. Like So that's a good start anyway. She won 3-2. Um, and two. Yeah, 3-2 and two in the final. She won 3-2, and two and uh, next month is the, the US Open. Yeah. Uh, and I think the British Open is coming up then as well. As well so, so she qualifies... She, she qualifies for, yeah, brilliant. for, for them. Um, I believe she's going to go pro next year. Right, okay. And, and she, I mean, she's, she, I, th I think the, the, whoever the champion was for the, the British Open, uh, it's all done match play. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. whoever was the, the champion, she was a, a Swedish girl, I can't the names uh, hiding from me now at the moment, but she got knocked out in the first round. So it was, it was set up for her to go on and do it, but I think she was yeah. clear, clear yeah, favour. Yeah. Happy days. Um Go on, you go ahead. Uh, another Irish news, uh, Skibbereen Rowan Club, uh, hiding under the banner of Ireland, <laughs> are, are at it again. Um, Shane O'Driscoll and Marco Donovan won gold in the World Cup Rowan Regatta yesterday in Poland. Uh, Denise Walsh, who medalled in the Europeans, got to the final, and unfortunately she came sixth. And obviously we all know the O'Donovan brothers, they're in their final today. That's going on. So, yeah, they're still at it, the, the, the gang of Skibbereen. Yeah, I was, I was watching, um, I don't know if it was Late, late Show Best or yes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was the other yeah, yeah, night. Yeah. And they just happened to be on it. Yeah. And uh, they're gas. You know? and, and, and Ryan goes up to the to the granny and all, and she's a character in herself. Yeah. You can see where it comes from. It's brilliant. She's trying to make out with him. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, Holly Holm. Yes. Did you see the fight? 
Uh, I've seen a clip of basically Beth Correa yeah, really right. giving out about her that she's overrated, she's this, that and the other. And uh, yeah, Holly Holm, what did she do to her? Um, it was... Well, obviously, Holly Holm, she, she, she won the, the title of uh, Ronda Rousey. Yes, correct. And after that, she, she didn't really back up her fights yeah. then. I think she lost three in a row then after Yeah, that. for whatever reason. Um, but her style is kind of a counter-attacking yeah. style, so she's waiting for to lure them yeah, in. She wants them to attack, yeah. Uh, her, what, her hair, is that her name? Correa. Well, it's probably pronounced something completely Correa. different, yeah. yeah. Um, she got, obviously, wind of this. She does her... The two of them stood off each other mm. for the whole fight. The yeah. two of them stood off each other. So in the first round, I think there was probably about three punches thrown. Right. So obviously two of them are waiting for them to come in and, and <clears throat> Holly Holm is, uh, obviously her tactics is... She's got a good great, boxing background. She's a good striker. Great boxing yeah. background. And you can see it by her style because her hands are up all mm -hmm. the time. But she has a mean kick as well. Um, second round came in. It's five rounds of five minutes. Yeah, second second round came in and halfway through it, the referee stopped it and said, listen girls, I respect your tactics. Well, let's get going. But we need to get going here. Right. So, so That's fair. I think there was about four or five d digs thrown in mm. then. But then after that, it, it started to right. it started to kick off. And for a second, her head kind of called her on. Yeah. So it gave her the, 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 the come on hands. With the hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lost her focus and got a kick in the head and knocked her out. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> so you don't taunt anyone that's the message yeah, don't yeah. taunt anyone but and if you do be prepared that they're going to come at you very, straight away they're going to kick in the head <laughs> you know there's not a lot that they can't do in, yeah, in, in, yeah, in, in yeah. MMA so uh, yeah no a good win for her again probably desperately needed but she looked eager she, she was she was walking up and down uh, I'd say a lot of the motivation could have been from this girl because she was really golden now obviously it could be part of selling the fight but she really went for her and really kind of said you're done I'm going to finish you forever you're overrated you it was a fluke it's over. Let's get this. She just wanted a blitzer and good luck. And yeah. I'd say it gave her all the motivation she needed. Great. Um, in rugby, Jesus, we've loads of results. Uh, we go through on Friday morning. New Zealand made uh, light work of Samoa, 78 to 0. Nothing really to talk about that. We might mention it later on in the, in the kind of line special, but uh, I wouldn't look too much into it. I wouldn't be too scared if I was the, the Lions. Um, Tonga and Wales. Uh, Wales won 24 6 with their makeshift side, which is fairly impressive. Uh, South Africa. Done a job on France again yesterday, 37-15. Um, Argentina and England, another cracking game yesterday, uh, which England won 35-25, very much to and fro. All out attack a lot of the time, very exciting. A real good old-fashioned game of rugby. Uh, a cracking test for England and even for Argentina, but it was uh, another great uh, topsy-turvy affair. Ireland, once again, nine tries special, uh, this time against Japan, 50-22. A very young side, which is good to see. Uh, Good, honest attacking rugby. Obviously, one or two of the old boys were coming to the forward here. Earl's getting a couple of tries and Dan Leeming a few of the others, but uh, overall a decent performance. And in the last one I'm going to mention, Scotland got a cracking win away to Australia 24-19. Yeah, I only seen that last night yeah. at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, but great, that's fantastic. Ah, super result. And, and Scotland there on the up. Yeah, they improved over in the Six yeah. Nations. So yeah, the Next year's Six Nations could be serious could for be everybody. And yeah. Anyone could lose a couple of games and still win this championship next year. Rachel Riley. Oh, yeah. You're good. Did I you hear? Hope, I hope your wife's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you have a list, the only way they say you have a list, if, if, if there was a list, she'd be, she'd be on it. Yeah. <laughs> have you laminated your list? No. <laughs> it's not a real, uh, <laughs> not a real, <laughs> real list unless it's laminated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but yeah. yeah, poor old Rachel, you know. She's, she, she's lost her job, but she, she she decided not to take up the offer of another it year. It was a bit of both, was it, kind of thing? No, okay. it, was, it was 100% hers. She <laughs> got offered an extra year, but because she uh, was after the Spurs game, wasn't it? Yeah, she kind of said, she she was speaking as a fan, which I have no problem with. Like, yeah. everything's so PC nowadays, and she it was very off the cuff remark. It was another bottle job. It, obviously, if you say it in a nicer way, it, people wouldn't have said it. But it was the fact she wore, used the word bottle, I think. Yeah, I that's think what it, really wound them up more yeah, so than anything. Yeah. She could have said it cl- more clever, but come on. Well, it was against their London rivals, West Ham. They yeah. lost 1-0. So yeah. they were probably raging after that. And yeah. then the minute she said it, it was... Well, same with the bu- abuse she got was t- oh, torrential. And I'm sure there was plenty along the lines of the fact that she's a woman and a whole lot, which she yeah. probably said, right, enough's enough. Yeah, yeah. but it's not, not a better reason to stay in it. Yes, bit of both. And it'd be nice if Sky kind of went, no, look, we'll do something about this, don't you worry. Yeah. We'll, we can kind of because really it, hammer this home. Because they actually do make a, a lot of effort nowadays um, to be very kind of inclusive. And they'd have a lot of the ex-England internationals doing some of the Premier League games in the studio and they'd be giving reports and there's plenty more. And so it's a bit disappointing. I'm not saying, I'm not blaming Sky, but it would have been nice if they, they, they'd almost made her stay. Yeah, yeah. And really hammer it home because it, they're, they're a decent combo. She knows Jeff Stelling well, obviously, from Countdown. And yeah. she, she does know her stuff. And it's Friday night football. It should be a bit lighter. They ha- I think they go to a pub after the game and yeah. have a few fans. Like, football. I, I don't like it in the studio all the time and all stuff. It'd be, it's, it's nice that it's a different format and I can... It's a pity. Yeah, but the reason why football is, is, is so entertaining is because everyone has an opinion and <coughs> you need to respect their opinion yeah. and have the banter with it. So if, uh, if you can't have the banter, then don't, don't, yeah. don't talk about it. Um, 2017 Snooker World Cup teams have been announced. Oh, yeah. Who have Ireland got, do you think? Who, who, who are the two players? Is there an Northern Ireland team? There is. All right, well then, I'll have to change it. Fergal O'Brien? Yes. There's only one other. Is it, Darty? Yeah, it's Darty. Yeah. Boys, yeah. Is that not a problem, though? That because they're having this World Cup, we've only got two players. Yeah. And both of them are on their way out of the game. Yeah, in theory, yeah. So uh, we, we must look up that sometime and see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I think with... Darty had an academy, or I don't know whether he still does, but he certainly had an academy, didn't he? Uh, yes, yes, I, th- I think he had an academy. Um, so I think we'll go to a song. Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, how about a bit of Sinead O'Connor? Mandinka, yeah, no worries. Here we go. Will a pure unarmed combat with her, unarmed combat where there is no limitations? It's possible. So you know, uh, it was a name. It was a name that was shot at me. You know, but the rumors that y'all been hearing is the rumors that I started. It may not be a rumor. So you know, you know, keep your fingers crossed. It may be a boxer versus the MMA fighter, so we just don't know. But let's start with Conor McGregor because uh, that sounded like Floyd Mayweather. You said you started that rumor yourself, so that sounded like you were looking for a little attention, no? Uh, well, it's really not a rumor. Um, the, the fight may happen. You know, we really don't know as of right now, as of right now. but do I think the fight will happen? Absolutely. A boxing match because most fights that Conor McGregor won inside that, you know, inside the octagon, was, was he was a stand-up guy. He gets 100 million, I get 7 million. That's a pay cut to me. I don't take pay cuts. I thought boxing was where the money was at. 7 million is absolutely laughable. He's talking 100 million. I'm also talking 100 million. I'm 27 years of age, and I'm just about halfway through a 100 million dollar contract. He's getting old now. You know, I have the size, I have the reach, I have the height. Um, I have the youth. He needs me. 
I don't need him. I tried to make the fight happen between me and Conor McGregor. We wasn't able to make the fight happen, so we must move on. What's next? Would you focus your attention maybe on Floyd Mayweather? There's rumors out there that he's willing to give $50 million if you fight. $50 million. Yeah, I told him the price tag on that, so... He knows, he knows the price tag, so he's got to run around the Showtime offices and gather that money. Um, you say he's the Floyd Mayweather of the MMA. I'm trying to find out. Have you ever made $300 million in one night? Have you ever made $100 million in one night? Never compare Conor McGregor to me. That's a total disrespect. Once again, I, I'm an elephant. Elephant don't beef with ants. You know, elephant is so large, you don't even see ants. course, we're going to talk about the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight. Now, we're only going to talk about this now because yeah. the fight is certainty now. And the next time we talk about it, more than likely, will be after the fight. <laughs> Sunday after the fight, which will be obviously the next day and yeah. our eyes will be hanging out <laughs> over our head. What, what's your thought on this? Well, it's been labelled as the money fight. And let's be honest, that's exactly what it is. Um, but now the fact that it, for me now, the talk of that needs to be over. That it is the money fight, because that is, that's a fact. But now we need to talk about realistically how it's going to go down. Yeah. You know, um, basically, has he got a realistic shot? Is it go just going to be, even like Mayweather and uh, Pacquiao, where it was the biggest fight ever, everyone could, couldn't wait, and then it was a joke shot for 12, 12 rounds. And then it turns out Pacquiao was injured, but there was no way he wasn't fighting, because if he doesn't fight, he doesn't get paid. And also, and he needed that. Pacquiao was, uh, was way past his prime. Oh, seven years too late yeah. between the two of them. So, one of my little theories, I'll put it out early, purely because I don't believe it, but at the same time, you can't say never. I wouldn't be surprised if... Screw it. They already know how this is going to finish. Do you think? It, just a small bit in my head. My prediction is Mayweather will make him look respectable. He'll give him his little moments in the sun, but there's only ever going to be one winner. I, I can pretty much guarantee you that's how I see it going down. But I wouldn't be surprised. Just a small bit. I don't believe it 100%, but I wouldn't rule it out just yet because I don't know. Just something that doesn't sit right. I, don't, I can't see Conor McGregor going out there with a plan. Pre, a preset plan. I wouldn't necessarily it's going to be 100% that way, but I, I can almost see Mayweather doing that. I think he's going to be that good. I think he'll just dance around, give him his little moment in the sun to keep people interested, but yeah, there's only one winner. I, I, I really can't see that because yeah. the reason why I can't see that is because Mayweather is so up his own backside mm -hmm. that he wants to keep that invincibility tag. Mm -hmm. um, Conor McGregor, full-on sportsman, wants to win, I can't see him wanting to be happy just to be in the ring. He's, obviously, the whole thing is set up for the money. We know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's happy with that. But why go all through all that training for that to happen? I, I really can't see that happening. Mm -hmm. Now, what you have said is that more than likely Mayweather, it's his, it's his sport. Yeah. He should literally wipe the floor. Potentially, he should be able to dictate how this game is going to go. This fight is going to go. He should. Like, Frampton has come out and said, you don't fight your Miguel Cotto's and Pacquiao's, and I could list at least 30 top fights. He's fought them all. How on earth is McGregor going to be any different or going to pose him a problem? That's what a lot of them are trying to break it down to. Yeah, Grant, they've made it. Good luck to them. It's brilliant. No one's denying them. That. All the pros that I've heard so far, none, none of them are denying them the fight. Happy days. Go on and do it. 
bit of an advertisement for the game for whatever. But realistically, a lot of them would be shocked to see uh, Mayweather pose any or McGregor pose any problems that all these other lifelong boxing men. Well, and and that's exactly it. You've had um, Alvarez, who was one of the best pound for pound boxers, uh, Pacquiao, um, Ricky Hatton. Yeah, yeah. Ricky Hatton came out. High even. So many. Ricky Hatton came out and said, "If I couldn't, I was out with fighting him." Yeah. I says, "I couldn't even lay a glove on him." Yeah. So he can't. He couldn't get a punch on him, and he can't. He he literally said he can't see uh, McGregor getting one punch in in oh, the whole fight because of the way the way the Mayweather fights. He's a he, he's a standoffish. He, he's, he's the waiting. ultimate defensive boxer. Yes. He will probably be regret. Everyone will still probably say Ali and more the showman, but Mayweather, without question, everyone is saying. The best defensive fighter ever, without question. And he's coming up against an MMA fighter who doesn't have honed boxing skills. Yeah, he has a bit from back in the day. So that's why when you really break it down, you, you can't see it. But at the same time, this is the beauty of boxing. That stupid flash punch for some reason can happen. And that's the beauty why we're all going to watch it. Yeah. Because imagine if you don't watch it. And something like that happens. Even if you see McGregor for that split second hurting him and making him wobble, that'll be enough for people. So that's why everyone's going to watch it because they don't want to be the one that's going to miss. I, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be a joke, right? But you have to watch it. Imagine you miss something. Yeah. Potentially, arguably the most talked about fight in years, and you can't, you can't not see it. Yeah. That's the big thing about this. You can't not see it. Is Mayweather the Mourinho of boxing? <laughs> Uh, I like that. Yeah, I do. Because he is, he, he, he is so good at what he does oh, yeah. defensively. But he doesn't, there's no show. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a boring it's, style of, of boxing. It's a winning, it's a winning game, nothing else. Yeah. Simple as that. He's obviously been in a few great fights without a shadow of a doubt. But in the last, say, 10 fights of his career, they've been very much almost born fights, but that's no one's fault. It's just, he's that good. Like the, the big one that really got me excited was the Canelo Alvarez one. Kind of Mexico's great yeah, hope. And yeah. you watch the 24 seven ones, you're like, geez, this could be the guy. This, I think this could be the guy. He's young. Uh, Mayweather's getting a bit old. He's, this could be it. And he couldn't get near him. He couldn't get near him. It was phenomenal. That's when I, I always knew he was good, but he went up again that fight. And then, ah, uh, yeah. And so the more I'm talking about it loud, really talking about it now, it's, yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I really can't see it going any other way. I was listening to a couple of American yeah. shows, um they basically said it's like Happy Happy Gilmore versus <laughs> Tiger Woods. <laughs> that no one has given him Conor McGregor mm. a hope. Does, mm. does that is that better for Conor McGregor? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Because um, with a bit of luck, it might it might come into me. Like, see, this is the beauty of the game. Like there is shocks and there is crazy one, and because you're getting you're getting punched in the head, something remarkably could happen in any fight, and he is and he has got power, so he could somehow catch him, and if he catches him, it it'd be interesting to see because Mayweather is very rarely caught, and we all know that, but you can't say he's not going to, for some bizarre reason he could be unbalanced or. Everyone, people who know the boxing game knows that that can happen. People, everyone has a punching chance who gets in the ring. Everyone. So you can't rule him out. And I, I suppose even now that's getting me motivated because he is going to be the most unbelievable underdog. Yeah. That you're, and plus the fact he's Irish. Come fight time. You want him to knock his head off. So Whether you believe it or not is a different story. But you'll want to see him take it, to, yeah. take him out. So that's what Salon said that Conor McGregor is the real life Rocky. 
Exactly. Four years ago. Were you going to play on that? Four years ago, he was on the dole. Correct. Now he's going, probably going to be worth about 200 million, maybe. On top of what he already has, yeah. So, Massive. Um, Good luck to him. Paddy Powers. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd say Paddy Power. Maybe I'm looking for sponsorship off Paddy Power here. But <laughs> Paddy, Hi, Paddy. Morning, Paddy. Come <laughs> morning, Paddy. <laughs> Paddy Powers uh, betting. Seven to one on Mayweather. Yeah. Se- seven to two McGregor. All right. So that tells hmm, the story in themselves. That's reasonable. All right. I would have thought a bit, bit more wider than that. Yeah, that's okay. interesting. Um, but really, is the, is, is, is the only bet to put on this fight a Mayweather knockout. Or not a Mayweather knockout. A McGregor knockout. He's stronger, taller. He's at more reach. Yeah. He's younger. Uh, he's been hit n- numerous times. Mayweather's not exactly going to hit him. Like, he has kind of weak hands because of what's happened over the years. He, 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 I watched some 24-7s and he's always got them in these funny gels because the, his bones are quite brittle now at this stage. So he's not exactly going to be really going for the knockouts. Now, and in that, fairness. And that's what I'm saying. You never, yeah. McGregor gets hit with knees, el- knees, elbows, fists, <laughs> and four-ounce gloves. They're ten-ounce gloves. Yeah. yeah. So... May, is it, could this end up possibly being a, a 12 rounder? Yeah. Then you have to question McGregor's conditioning because yeah. he's not conditioned to go 12 three minute rounds. Well, his stablemate, uh, Artem Lobov, said it should be easier because the five, he said grappling and, and the wrestling side of things, yes, sap yes, everything yes, area, yes. and they do five rounds of five minutes. And in his last fight against Diaz, he went to five, or he went to, t- to the, the five rounds and looked a lot better. Like he gassed himself out in the first fight, but he seemed to have been more prepared for that. So he seemed to think this is going to be just any old standard training session wise for fitness. He shouldn't have a problem in that sense. So there is plenty of push sides. Like we can easily sit here and say, oh, it's Mayweather all the way. But he has a fighter's chance. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. And there is bits about him. He is bigger. He is longer. He has, you can't rule him out 100%. Anyone who's said, it's easy to say, pick a, pick a winner and say, oh, and then I was right all along. But you can't be 100% certain. I think the way it's going to plan, plan out possibly is Mayweather's not going to change his game plan. Nope. He's going to be hard to hit. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor wants to hit him, land him at one punch. Yeah. The possibility is that Conor McGregor could get caught on the counter-attack. Yeah. Please be careful the first couple of rounds, probably. Don't get too hyped up into yeah. it. And don't be... Like, yeah, it's great to land an early punch to let him know, yeah, I'm in business and I have power, but don't be overly kind of pushing on it at the start because he's he can get himself into the fight a little bit. And maybe lure Mayweather into throwing the one or two, just to get the speed and try... Because he does have a good brain. You see, you see him talking about the like the movement and he does them kind of fancy movements with this guy to in, in the MMA game. So he's a good student of martial arts and yeah. combat sports. So hopefully his his mental side, the mental strength of him will come into that as well. And he can reprogram himself after a round or two to really kind of, right, here's, here's where I think I have a chance here. Yeah. Now, technically, like we obviously know Conor McGregor can, you know, hit like a mule. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's a strong hitter. But with his long reach, when he has that long reach to, to make a punch mm-hmm. and he can't use a kick, when he goes to make that wrong with, with his arm, so the yeah, limb yeah. has to go out, take the punch, but it also has to come yeah. all the way back in. Mm-hmm. So in between that all the way coming back in, is that a possibility, do you think? That's where he could get caught out. Because he's, he's, open. he's with a faster boxer yeah. now. And in he's the, seen every punch combination going and he's, able, he's pretty much able to avoid them all yeah. from better fighters. Yeah. So... That's that's where all the boxing guys are jumping on that going, this that's the difference. He's yeah. seen them all against better boxers. Why is he gonna be any different? And that's why 
really, when the guns put your head, you kind of have to go for Mayweather, no matter how much you love McGregor. Deep down, if your life is on the line, you'll say Mayweather for that reason. Yeah. So this is this is the beauty of it all. But it's a monster fight. It's absolutely going to take over here. It's out, people are already talking about it. People are already tweeting on Facebook and each other. Have you booked flight? Are you going? It's it's going to be a great event for us, no matter what. Yeah, well, Although Oliver Holt from the Daily Mail said, it's been made now, get over it. Let's enjoy it as the biggest spectacle it is. But he said, at the very end, he kind of went, but at the same time, I wouldn't... I, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd like to know what the, the odds are in Petty Power. He says, something tells me, you never know, he might get a bit panicky near the end and throw a kick at him and get the squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a possibility. <laughs> Maybe a frustration. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. I've <laughs> uh, seen that in a fight there not so long ago. It was a, a women's boxing fight in Dublin. Yeah. And a girl who does MMA went into the boxing scene, professional fighter against her. <laughs> went into MMA, MMA mode. She, oh, yeah, got disqualified, kicked her in the <laughs> stomach. And <laughs> no one like knew Imagine when do. he's in the grapple with Mayweather and all of a sudden he gets him in the old bear hug and starts knee, knee, kneeing him into the chest or something. It, you know, it's, I, I, look, I, I can't see it happening, but at the same time, you know, I kind of would like to see it. That would be funny. Well, let's, uh, let's hope we'll all be, it'll all be rocky. Ah, it's, it's going to have that feel, the underdog. For us, obviously, we're, all of us, we're, we're going to have that little sneaky hope, you yeah. know, and let's hope it, it, it does happen. And look, as long as it's a good, honest fight and it doesn't be a bit of a, he's just dancing away from him and he just can't get near him, hopefully for 12. Hopefully there's moments in it where you go, oh, right, fair enough. Last quick question. Yeah. If Conor McGregor beats him, <sighs> boxing purists are all... It rips up everything. It's like Leicester with the league. It just rips up everything. Does it make a mockery of boxing? You can easily argue that. Okay. Without a shadow of a doubt. Because as, I, as a lot of stuff we've said and a lot of the boxing experts have said, they can literally stand behind it going, he shouldn't touch him. Yeah. There's not a, but then he does. You kind of go, Christ, well, what do I know? So there's no pressure on McGregor. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We will uh, yeah. take Got an ad break. We go an ad break and we, and we come back. You're listening to Liffy Sound, www.liffysoundfm.ie. Listen online, community radio at its best. Welcome back to uh, Liffey Sound on 96.4. Yes, it is back in time. And we're going to go with uh, 2005 today, Mr. Shannon. 2005. Any reason why you think I might have picked that today? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, well, you'll find out in a few <laughs> minutes. But uh, yeah, so the big one to go with uh, for this uh, part of the section is Lance Armstrong. He won his record seventh consecutive Tour de France title this year. So let's laud about how great he is, will we? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's a, Jesus, at the time it was an incredible story, like the coming back from cancer and everything else, and just the sheer brazenness of him denying everything. At the time, we thought he was an absolute genius, one of the greatest hero ever, Spartan hero. And I think he is, you know, he's scarred cycling for any not maybe not cycling fans, but non-cycling fans, oh, yeah. as in well, not fanatics. Um, so they're all at it. Like well, that's the attitude we're all. That's it. Now yeah. it's a bit like the Olympics, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. he really damaged it. And for that, he should never be allowed to go near a bike. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I think he got a lifetime ban in the end, didn't he? Or yeah, but if if, if he's going down for milk and he's hopping on the bike, <laughs> he should be arrested. State patrol. Yeah. Hey, hey, where's your license? <laughs> 
I'd love to see it. 24-7 stakeout, making sure he doesn't get on a bike, a little rally board or a BMX or yeah. Yeah, get off that. <laughs> the, the, the kid's choice will get off. Um, Armstrong, no! <laughs> That'd be a nice gig to have, though, wouldn't it? Just to be staking out Armstrong. Yeah, sure Armstrong. I'd be planting bikes all over around us. <laughs> he should have to have stabilizers again. <laughs> <laughs> Like the, the the bike test, and you didn't skill in the cone. You had the zigzag. Oh, the way the, the hand signals. The way learner drivers now have to have someone in yeah. with them all yeah, the time. But he should have stabilizers for about three years yeah. before you can get his bike back. And he's not allowed to go near the professional game then after that. Um, yeah. So that and, was his. What? In, in theory, he got away with it. Yeah, he got. He, oh, the yeah. only reason why it all came out was because. The, the law enforcement, the feds, they were onto him and it, it was going to come out and it, it was jail time. And that's the only reason why he came out and admitted it yeah. in the end. Yeah. So in theory, his drug program was flawless. Yeah. And the scary thing is how many others, like, and he got away with it. Yeah. In theory, he never once caught, he just admitted it in the end. Yeah. Because and that's why, well, that's why it's he's too pretty for jail. That's why it's scared now because he was so yeah. perfect with how he got away with it. Incredible. That now you don't know and it always is ahead of the science. Mm -hmm. So now you don't know who who's on it, who's not yeah. on it. And if we could really pull it off, getting somebody like Paul Kimmage to, to come on would be an absolute and one of the questions that unbelievable coup. One of the questions I'd have for Paul if he came on to would you not just let them all be on drugs? And, yeah. and then it's an even kilter. Yeah. Let everyone go wild. Mm. But you know, because it, it just doesn't seem like a fair sport anymore. Absolutely. Um, also in that year, uh, April of that year, Crow Park. Um, passed the vote to open up uh, Crow Park for the rugby and the soccer for the Aviva Stadium's yeah. uh, um, redevelopment. And, of course, we had the famous England and Ireland rugby game. Emotional, years later, emotional which was, game. Which was phenomenal and all that. And um, what else did we have that year? The Lions last toured New Zealand, and that didn't go too well. So hopefully uh, it won't be the same. And uh, the famous spear tackle on Brian O'Driscoll from Tano Maga. I think it was literally two or three minutes into the very first test. Wasn't it amazing with that tackle how it affected the country? Like Brian O'Driscoll, it was, was the, it was the closest drama since probably Saipan, wasn't it? Or or or, or since um, Miley did the dirt on B. <laughs> <laughs> in the hay, wasn't it? In we, the were, we were just up the the, the straw. <laughs> we didn't know what was going on. It was our poor little innocent minds. Yeah, and uh, one last one. Keane O'Connor was officially stripped of his gold that year after his poor old horse. He failed a drug test the year before. Water for Crystal. Yeah, the, uh, was it Athens Olympics? It was. Yeah, and 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 he, the, the horse is on drugs, and he gets done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, our first song is an absolute classic from Stereophonics. This is Dakota. Oh yeah, that's a cracker, isn't it? Brilliant song. Now, uh, just a quick one because we missed one or two because there's actually so so much happened in 2005. Uh, a certain Roy King got kicked out of Man United after a famous MUTV interview. He did, and it, it actually came out what he said, and I didn't see it. Did you see it? There was bits where he slammed your Darren Fletchers and the kind of guys on the periphery that I don't know the exact words, but it was fairly personal, very much not a general thing. It was very much this player, this, 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 this player, this, this, this. He literally was very honest about them all and... Fergie loves his control as he read his biographies and he obviously thought, right, bit too above your station. Or is he kind of acting out now because he knows he's near the end and he's taking some swipes before he goes. He's a bit frustrated because he's leaving and this is what's coming up behind him. Well, if you, if you look at it, Roy Keane went Celtic then. Yeah. And then finished up straight away. Yeah. His body couldn't take it. So I think it was, I'm going to let a bark here. Yeah. And... 
I think he cares about the club so much. I do really think he exactly. cares about he's the club. He's probably afraid about what's I, coming up. And I think he's saying, right, I'm going to be leaving now. These yeah. lads need to stand up. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be there for them. No, he does it in his own way, you know, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. a very abrupt, straightforward, in your face, like it or lump it kind of way. But yeah, I do, I do think it was kind of a, a parting shot. Listen, yeah. get your act together. Oh, without question. Um, and obviously 2005, Sean, this is, this is a sneaky version, but basically, I want to see it from a non-red uh, perspective, but here's the real reason why I want to talk about 2005. Here's a quick clip. Header. Benchero! Oh, you beauty! What a head, son! What a head! Header. Benchero! Yeah, yeah, we could hear that over and over and over again. That was the famous Gerard goal that he got against uh, Olympiacos in the last minute to get us out of the group of that year, of that incredible run for an, un- an unbelievable run when, you- when we really talk about talk out loud exactly how it happened and it's not just the final there was just incredible things that happened that year what well, i remember man united won it in 99 yeah and oh i can't remember what the commentator's name is on utv at the time itv at the time would have been brian moore was he still no, no no the one after clive tilsley could be clive tilsley and he kept saying manchester united name on the trophy and this year when liverpool won it yeah it was exactly the same. Everything, little things like that goal there from yeah. Stephen Jarrett against Olympiacos. Little things yeah. were happening. Um, we t- he talked about the, the Chelsea no goal, or was it no? The well, Liverpool, the Liverpool no goal, wasn't it? Either good Johnson, any other nine games out of ten, he'd have buried that chance. How he missed it from a couple of yards out. All the unlikely heroes, Cinema Pongal played a part in that game Who? against. Yeah, exactly against Olympiacos. Neil Mellor scored. Chris Kirkland and Scott Carson all played a couple of games. Um, the only thing, well, there was a lot of impressive stuff, but the first half an hour in Anfield against Juventus, Liverpool were actually awesome. Instead of doing the usual nice tactic, they came out of the traps and went at them, and the game was over. Yeah. They were actually phenomenal that night, but an incredible amount of unlikely lads to win it. Like Jimmy Trier has a, has a wonderful uh, Champions League winner's medal uh, sitting in his cabinets wherever he is. Like, there's yeah. just inc- some incredible guys. Um, and then obviously the famous final, like from a non-Liverpool fan, how nuts was it? Well, I remember watching it. I was at home. Uh, I think I was on my own that night watching it. I didn't plan to go out and watch mm. it. Mm. Probably because I didn't want to be down the pub with all the Liverpool <laughs> yeah, fans exactly, having yeah. to listen to it about it, that they had a really good chance. Mm. Um, but when they went 1-0 down, I was like, oh yeah, 1-0 down. 2-0 yeah. down. I was kind of delighted now. Once I delighted, I was like, ah, they're losing 2 0, 3 0 down. And then I started. I was feeling sorry. No, I, I didn't want that to happen. Mm. Because you want the final to be a competitive game. Yeah. You want people to enjoy it. You don't yeah. want it to be a wipeout. And I actually, I'm not one of these people who, for another team, I like yeah. football for football and reasons. I like. You want it to be a good game. When we were talking about the, the McGregor thing and all that, yeah. the, the rocky sort of yeah, underdog yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, they're in an underdog situation and I like seeing teams stand up to that. And when, when it was half time, I remember going downstairs, getting a cup of tea, <laughs> going back up. I think I was watching it up in my room, watching a cup of tea and I was thinking, I'd love to see them get back into it. Mm. I'd love to see them go on and win it because I think the commentary and all had told, this is gone. This is oh, over. everyone and Liverpool fans are the, the stories of lads who are leaving and they're yeah. practically in the city and then they're being told it's three all and they've missed the greatest comeback ever and the greatest spectacle. And yeah, it's the six minutes of madness, absolute madness where everything clicked. 
they saved the penalty and he, he the re, the re, the rebound. Vladimir Smeacher was his last game for Liverpool and he comes up with the goods. Obviously, Jared with the header. Yeah. Then he's basically no legs left and he's playing right back near the end. They all did their bit. And then the dude that saved, as we talked about earlier with Shevchenko, is just that, that, that was when I knew there's no way we can lose this because yeah. Shevchenko, if you watch it, I only seen it recently again and that's why it came into my head. It, it, he had, Dudek was on the ground and he was getting up, so he's kind of on his knees. So he was literally blocking next to nothing of the goal. And somehow Shevchenko put it right in front of him and he was able to get his hands out in some way and get it over the bar. And even Shevchenko, that's when he even looked lost because in the penos, he was the one who missed the final one. Yeah. He was obviously shot because I'd say he was, that was running over his head a, a thousand times going, if I miss this penalty on top of that other miss, I'd be hung. He 100% bottled it. It was <laughs> one of the worst penalties I've ever seen in yeah. life. It actually it nearly looked like he was paid to, to miss the penalty. That's how bad it was. No, I'm not saying he did. I know. What I'm saying is it was that bad. I could not... I mean, if you're in a penalty situation like that, I think he tried to dink it, kind of, didn't Yeah, he? tried to be a bit cheeky. Because he kind of kept his... He was going down one way and he got his hand out and stopped it. Yeah, yeah that's not time to dink it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and he's made a fool of himself. He's lost the He's a striker, no excuse. No Barry, excuse. Put, it in the, put it inside the post. Job done. And carry on. But, yeah. uh, did, he get, the, did he get the move to Chelsea then after that? Um, if it wasn't exactly then, it wasn't far off because wasn't obviously Abramovich is yeah. mad to get him anyway. Yeah. But unfortunately, got him a couple of years they too late. destroyed him too. But uh, yeah, we, another, another subject you can talk all and on. But it was just a crazy year where everything just fell into place for Liverpool and it was just a famous night. And it was, it was a famous night for everyone to watch, exactly like the last two minutes for United, even in 99. It's just, it's a final and it's a match that you just don't forget, no matter yeah. who you're, who you're support. Yeah, yeah. So, no, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a classic Champions oh, League. Of course. Final. Yeah. Now they were in the, they were in the final, was it two, two years, years later? later? Yeah. With a better squad, better team and, but Malam were ready. Yeah. They were ready. You know, they were ready and it was 2-1. Um, but yeah, Malam were ready and they weren't letting nothing slip. And I will not lie because <laughs> for two years I had to hear about how they won the, the two times. Even though I, bad. even though I kind of cheered for them and I was kind of saying, come on, the comeback and all that. There was no way I was cheering for them. They could have went 7-0 yeah, down after yeah. five minutes and no, there was no that's way I was I would have been the same. So, uh, yeah, that was 2005, everybody. Here's another classic from it. This is the Foo Fighters with the best of you. I've got another confession to make. Yeah, that, that should get you going first thing in the morning. That was uh, the best of you with the Foo Fighters. If you just bear with us for literally a couple of seconds, we're just linking up to our expert rugby uh, correspondent, Derek Shields from the sunny, uh, sunny Spain. Derek, can you hear us? Okay. okay. Oh, then. How was that there? A little bit better. How yeah, I can hear you, anyway. Right, you can hear us anyhow. Dave. Well, sir, this, this man has been, uh, he's current coach in Castlenock College and he's had a stint with Blackrock College, so, and he's a good mate of ours, so we said, right, who else could we ask? But uh, Darren Shields, who was on there uh, in sunny Spain, how's it looking over there, mate? Uh Glorious, mate, is the only way to describe it, I think. <laughs> anyway, enough of that because I'm jealous. Uh, we're going to obviously talk about the Lions. Their first test is coming up on Saturday. And after yesterday's performance against the Maori All Blacks, it looks like it could be a decent and competitive uh, series because obviously beforehand, everyone's worrying about the preparation, blah, 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 blah. And now all of a sudden, they're starting to look like a side. So did you have a look at yesterday or are you, are you clued in? From sunny Spain? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I've seen all the matches so far now, bar maybe one, which I only got the highlights of. Yeah. The rest of them up bright and early in the morning. It's not as bad over here. I've only got a half nine start, whereas you yeah, guys are up at half eight trying to get a match in, so get that extra little bit of lion. Yeah. But uh, no, it seems to be going really, really well now. It's starting to come together as a team. They've had that kind of test mentality of, you know, just win the matches and yeah. seeing how well that comes together, you know, that kind of way. 
Absolutely. And obviously yesterday, like there's two, every every match seems to be an unofficial test, but this one definitely seems to be because it seemed to be a best of who they've played so far and one or two lads who would be bitter that they're not in the squad. So obviously they only came together for a few days, but that's irrelevant. It's still a New Zealand, a top New Zealand rugby side. And not that they made light work, but they were definitely controlling and very dominant in the game. Yeah, exactly. I think a few of the conditions kind of played into that. Yeah. You know, the bad weather is definitely what the Lions are hoping hoping for. If they can, if the weather's as bad against uh, the All Blacks next week, or worse, mm. it will definitely suit the Lions. So if they it, if they can keep it in a kind of close uh, forwards based game, they'll do a lot better. You could see the Maori tactic yesterday of trying to take quick lineouts. They were yeah. just trying to pass the ball in as quick as possible so that they wouldn't be exposed as a team that have only just got together within the last week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, because they knew that was obviously going to be a strength for the, uh, for the Lions. The Lions had 11 out of 11 on their lineouts yesterday. Um, and 8 out of 8 on their own scrum, which they'd be chuffed about now. That'd be a big improvement. Mm. And obviously, New Zealand, their strengths are probably everything. But what would be New Zealand's ultimate strength, if you know what I mean? Or what's the one that really makes them so effective that they're literally the best side in the world? I kind of lost a bit on that. You're okay. Uh, can you hear me again now, mate? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, New, New Zealand are pretty much strong across every facet of the game. But what would be their ultimate strength to really put... New, like, obviously, they'd probably take, away, take it away from the, the forwards. But what would be their ultimate strength that's going to really put lines to the test? I think... The big, the big problem that the Lions have is their back three. Right. Uh, definitely, you can see Hogg wasn't in great form before he had that unfortunate injury. He cut the elbow off uh, uh, Murray. Oh, yeah. um, the two wingers haven't been great. You're kind of looking at your two starting wingers being what was there yesterday, which would be North mm-hmm. and Watson. Um, I think North has failed to shine no matter how many chances he's been given. Yeah. Uh, Watson, I always liked as a player. I think he's got great footwork. He's very, very quick. He's usually a good finisher. Um, but defensively, he's looked pretty poor. Hmm. He'll get up very, very fast on a kick chase, which is obviously the game plan they're running with. They've, you know, Murray's kicked, uh, box kicking has been superb so far. But the problem is he gets up super quick and then he gets stepped or he falls off a tackle that he should easily be making. Uh, and he's looking then, if, if you actually look, it's usually the athletic front five are covering what should be a super athletic back three. Yeah. So you're getting the likes of uh, Toje um, covering huge amounts of ground yeah. and even the back row are doing the kind of work that you would expect the midfield and the back yeah. the back three to be doing. And obviously Toje was a bit of a star of the show yesterday for that reason. So in relation to, as you were saying, the backs, there's the great debate about Farrell and, and Sexton and the whole lot and is it a bit too much to just fit them in for the sake of it at 10 and 12 or should it be a straight shooter and one of them should should go in at number 10 and leave it to more of the experts to, to fill in the number 12 role? Um, I don't think it's too much of a step for them. Yeah, I, I think the two of them are good enough as players to be able to slot in and play that. I think both of them play their best will be when they're playing with their head up and just seeing what happens in front of them. Hmm. I think what it comes down to is I think Farrell's leg will be okay. Um, I know they were holding off on him yesterday. He could have played yesterday, but the ground, as he said, was kind of a bit heavy. So he didn't want to take a chance on a tie strain. Um, 
But I think it's more a case of what does Gatlin want to go with, and I would imagine he will go as safe as he can, and he will put Ben Teo in there just smashing through people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he'll see maybe bring Farrell on. If he keeps Farrell on the bench, it gives him that option to bring him on as a 12 or as a 10. Yeah, if Sexton's things true. aren't working out with Sexton. But uh, I definitely think there'll be no problem with them. I think, having heard an interview with Johnny Sexton there before the Lions, he was saying um, from the previous tour, the guy that he roomed with and became best mates with of, from the tour was foul. But they got on very, very well together. And you tend to find same, any kind of code lads that get on well together tend to play well together, especially if they're of that calibre that the two of them are. Yeah, yeah. And obviously as you were saying with Ben Teo, like that very much fits into what the phrase that everyone's coining as Warren Ball. Is it very much like a really like big muscly men playing Bulldogs charge kind of thing? Put the ball under the jumper and just gain that few yards off the gain line as much as possible. That's pretty much the way it's going to be next week. Have you lost us, mate? Just lost it in a second. Ah, you're okay. Yeah, the, 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 the phrase that they're coining as a Warren Ball, is that very much sticking the ball up the jumper and just gaining them a few extra yards on the gain line. So obviously the likes of Ben Teo is right up his street. I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say so, yeah. I think that's def- that's going to be the way to go. Now, they will probably have a few tricks in the armory now that they'll start to bring in. Um, I think definitely from one of the kind of warm ball things that you would expect when you used to watch Wales playing on the Gatland would be seeing the wingers come in a little bit more than they have been. So, we haven't really seen more being used as an option coming in off the uh, scrum or even off kind of back of line outs where he'll come in from his own side and if one up hit mm-hmm. to be that option on the inside for Saxon or um, for Farrell if he's playing 10. Um, I think that might come in a little bit more, but I think apart from that, it will be pretty basic Donovan you kind of set up and hit and then they'll just kind of work their way around the corner and it won't be out and too spectacular but as I tell you if the weather's poor enough you get a couple of mistakes from the uh, the all blacks they could be working with a chill I think uh, the biggest problem I would be worried about is their inability to finish chances Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things that's going to hang over them whether they win or lose the test series there, um, there's been a lot said in the English press um, uh, from ex-England internationals um, just commenting on Warren Gatland's uh, selection of a squad that there's, <clears throat> do you feel that there's anyone who, who missed out on the squad that could have benefited the, the tour? Um, I don't know, I think there's a Yesterday, I would have thought everybody that was picking was doing all, you know, was kind of fair enough. Um, I actually thought Henderson, who I would have before the test put down as an absolute dead start for that midweek team, just making up the numbers. I thought he did really, really well when he came on yesterday into the second row, yeah. and he had that aggressive ball carrying that kind of bit of nastiness on the breakdown that we had seen him do with Ireland this season. Um, and you're kind of going, well, I think he might have got himself a, a nod on the bench. Realistically, though, it's probably going to be Alan Wynne-Jones uh, on the bench just to give that bit of experience. Save his legs. You don't, I don't think he has that level of uh, game in him yeah. for a full 80 minutes. 
if you're bringing them off the bench, that little bit of experience, that bit of kind of grunt and hard work and determination, I think they'll do well. Uh, who else have we got there? I'd say Stanner might be in, or I would have thought would have been in with a chance, but realistically now it's going to be Warburton will be on the bench or starting. It'll be between himself uh, and Peter O'Mahony. I think I think Gatlin thinks O'Mahony, which yeah. is a good thing, which gives him a chance to start. I think they've done well when he's captained. He gives them something in the lineup that uh, Warburton doesn't give them. And it'd be great to see O'Mahony start with O'Brien in the back row. I think Fallotel has been very good as well. He probably deserves a start. Um, once we've got Jack McGarvey on the bench, Burlong will definitely start him in the front row has been superb. Um, I think the fact that you've seen Best is going to cap on Tuesday, that's his, he's gone now. He won't be in and around. Um, I think the idea is you know, to get he has there, but I think he's had a couple of chances and the line has been when he was there. Not necessarily his fault. Um, there was a mix-up with lifters and stuff like that in one of the first tests and one of the first games they played. But uh, I think his his season or his uh, his tour is just going to be finished now, coming up to Tuesday, barring any injuries to the two hookers ahead of him. Yeah. Um, obviously, George and Art dis- disappointed you. H- has uh, has anyone else, uh, maybe even in the Irish uh, section, disappointed? Instead of George North, um, there's not a huge amount there. Um, Tommy Seymour did okay, but. I wouldn't rate him a huge amount. I think that has, this is always going to be the crux of that team is that back three. Ireland, as you can, you know, as we've seen all season, have struggled with their back three. Um, and I think a lot of the Northern Hemisphere teams have. I was surprised that Mike Brown didn't get a shout. Uh, you know, when you saw the injury to, to Hogg, I think, I know he rubs people up the wrong way, but he is a good player in my opinion. He, he is an excellent fullback. He is fast, he's aggressive, he has good footwork, um, he's a good tackler and he's good under the high ball, so you're thinking maybe they'd give him a show, but I think it was always going to be difficult for English players to get an extra call-up uh, with the distance they'd have to travel from Argentina, whereas the other home nations tend to be uh, a bit yeah. closer to New Zealand. So to wrap it up there, mate, um, after all that's said and done, realistically at the moment, if you had to choose, how do you see the series panning out? Uh, it seems to be me, doesn't it? Listen up, will you? <laughs> Can you hear me there, man? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, to wrap up, how do you see the ser- realistic right now? How do you see the series panning out? Uh, can they get even a victory, or are they bang in the middle of it, or what's the crack? Uh, we go controversial. We go. I go two one lines. <laughs> the lines are. I think they'll they'll win the first test, right. lose the second one, and. Oh, I think, I think the, the head says they'll lose the turn. Right. But, but it'd be nice to go to a, a final we're decider. We're on holiday, so we're going to go 2-1 lines. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not all on holidays there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listen, uh, listen, mate, it's an absolute pleasure, and thanks for taking the time out. And obviously when you get back in, uh, the, obviously the series won't be over. We might get you in again, and we'll talk in more That'll detail how it goes. But uh, much appreciated, and uh, enjoy the warm sunshine and the cold beer, okay, pal? Will do, will do. Uh, lads, love the show. Keep going. Ah, no, fair play. Thanks very much, there. Talk to All you. All the best, mate. Take care. Talk to you. Broadcasting to Lucan, this is Liffy Sound. 96.4 FM. 
Welcome back to Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. This is the big kickoff. Um, we have a sporting story. Uh, Sit back and relax. Uh, this, is, this, is a, this is one of the classics. This is one of the all-time classic stories. It's uh, Dean Saunders on when Brian Clough tried to sign him for Nottingham Forest. And who was he with beforehand? Or Obviously, does this come up in the story? Oh, that's a good question. He, oh, yeah, he'll tell you. He'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. Um, but the story is just classic. I think we should just let Dean Saunders... Yeah, because I haven't heard this, so, and yeah, I was going about, I trust you, so uh, yeah, let's have a listen. Okay, have a little flick and we'll see how we get on here. Oh, typical ads. You're going to have to give us uh, two <laughs> seconds, these bloody ads on YouTube. Yeah, get away. There we go. Mm-hmm. Arthur Cox me and said that Everton had bid 2.9 million for you. 2.9 million for the Saunders. So I went and spoke to Howard Kendall. That was interesting. <laughs> not, as in, not as interesting as Brian Clough. And it, picture the scene. So I've got to go meet him at Alan Hill's house on the A52 in Nottingham. So wait, you Four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock. Three-bedroom detached house. Me and my agent, Kevin Mason... Who looks like Robbie Coltrane? <laughs> cracker. Just, <laughs> just get the picture. He looks oh, like he looks like Cracker. <laughs> He's a ringer for Cracker. Yeah. So we walk in. Gaffer's on his way from the ground. He, he'll be here in five minutes. Mm. So we sit down in the lounge. It's the best garden you've ever seen. The back garden's perfect. We sit down on the settee. Archie Gamble, cup of tea. Next thing, knock on the door. Gaffer's here. Yeah. Brian Clough walks in. Green sweatshirt, green sweatshirt. white yeah. shorts, <laughs> white socks. Blotchy cheeks. Walks in. <laughs> I stand up. I was obviously a bit nervous. It's Brian Clough. Yeah. Young man. Nice to see you. So, nice to meet you, Mr. Clough. Looks at Kevin, my agent. Son doesn't even shake his hand. <laughs> we sit down and he walks up the opposite end of the house. Yeah. S- sits on the chair with his nose about an inch from the wall. Looking at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, what's he doing? <laughs> And he doesn't say anything for about a minute, and we just sat there, and all of a sudden he well, went, Son, staring at the just staring at the wall. And he went, Son, can I speak to you, or do I have to speak to him to speak to you? I said, you can speak to me, Mr. Clough. He went, thank you, son, because I don't really like talking about football in front of him, because he's a fat... <laughs> so, so I burst out laughing, Kevin's not laughed. Oh, so dear. at this point, he slid off the arm of the chair onto yeah. his knees on the floor and he's sitting back on his heels going i've got bad knees son my knees <laughs> my knees are killing me son and he starts crawling on his hands and knees towards me i was up the other end of the house he's crawling on the floor i'm thinking what, what? i can't believe what's going on it's a british record transfer this is supposed to be and he stops looks at the carpet and he went illy like your carpet son <laughs> he said where'd you get that from he went, carpet right. <laughs> How much? He went, 12.99 a square yard. He went, my Barbara would love that carpet. <laughs> Good choice, silly son. <laughs> At this point, I started to work out he might be drunk. <laughs> he crawls up to me and he sits he's back. Crawls he's crawling you. on his hands and knees yeah. and he looks out, out the patio doors, the best garden ever. And he, spot, and he sits back on his heels. He goes, my knees. What a lovely garden. <laughs> Do you like flowers, son? He said to me. Do you like flowers? I went there, all right? He went, hang on, don't move. He goes outside, gets this pot. There's the best pot you've ever seen with flowers spilling out of this pot. He's trying to get his hands around the old lot to get them out. (laughs) Ellie runs out behind him. He went, Gaffer, no! Don't put... That's my best pot. Don't pull them out. He went, Ellie, you're ruining the deal, son. The lad likes flowers. (laughs) So, So he gets a handful of flowers, gives them to me. 
It goes on ages, this story, by the way. It's That's hilarious. Okay. No, for two hours. Make it longer. Anyway, he comes in with the flowers and he went, smell that, son. Smell that. What do you think? And I smelt the flowers. <laughs> I've gone, nice, yeah. He went, I love flowers. <laughs> do you like Frank? I went, Frank who? He went, Frank Sinatra. Oh, yes. He said, Illy, put Frank on. The lad likes Frank Sinatra. My kind of town, Chicago, comes on. Brilliant. He gets the flowers out of his pocket. He says, get your mic out, son. <laughs> get your mic out, because he puts them in my jacket pocket. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? <laughs> he went, get your mic out. So I get the flowers out of my pocket as my mic. I'm now singing the chorus to Frank Sinatra, my kind of town, Chicago, on <laughs> British ra record transfer in Alan Hill's house. I was thinking, what's going on? Uh, so he sings a song all the way through. Yeah. I, I was going, Chicago is. <laughs> <laughs> he said, come on, sing. They can all sing where you come from. <laughs> so, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm Welsh. <laughs> so he goes, um, he goes, right, now then, you like Frank, you like flowers. Do you like me, son? Big question for you. Do you like me? I said, I had to say yes. And I yeah. said, I can play for you, Mr. Clough. He went, that's it, Illy. We've got him. He loves me. <laughs> he loves, bring the contract. Kevin, who hasn't said a word, my agent, <laughs> opens his mouth. Oh. He said, actually, Mr. Clough, we've got a few things to discuss before you've got him. He said, who said you could speak fat so? <laughs> <laughs> right. He's killed him. <laughs> so he went, Illy, take fat so out in the garden. <laughs> I can't talk about football in front of him. So he walks out the patio doors and Cluffy went, son, get yourself another agent. <laughs> I went, why? He said, look at the size on him. I went, he's my mate. He said, he's your mate. He'd eat everything in your fridge. <laughs> So we, so, we, so we sit back down. Archie Gamble says, right, well, what are we going to do, Gaffer? Are we gonna, he, he said, is it not done, Arch? Have you not done the deal? He went, uh -huh. no. He said, what have you been doing? He said, well, get on with it. Get on with it. So we sit on the patio outside. Archie Gamble's got to persuade me to sign for Forrest. Yeah. And the Cluffy sits down, folds his arms, go on, Arch, get it sorted. <laughs> get it sorted. So Archie Gamble goes, Dean, uh, right. I know you spoke to Everton this morning. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't be swayed by the money. <laughs> Cluffy, <laughs> went, Cluffy went, got to stop you there, Arch. <laughs> I would be. Carry on. <laughs> so shock Archie a bit. <laughs> he then goes, and the other thing is, Nigel, Gaffer's son, he'll create you 20 goals a season on his own. Yeah. He went, got to stop you again there, Arch. <laughs> I'm going to tell our Nigel you've said that. Thank you for that. He'll love that. Carry on. <laughs> so Archie's got, he said, Gaffer, I don't know what we can offer him. What can we offer him? He went, Arch, he likes flowers, he likes Frank, and he loves me. <laughs> the lad doesn't want any money. Do you, son? <laughs> so I thought, how can I get out of here? I've got to get out of here somehow. So I went, yeah, I, w I don't want any money. I've got to speak to my wife, though. I've got to, go I've got to speak to my wife before I sign contract. So I went home, 12 miles away, pulled over. Kevin says, you better go out of order, calling me fat. Yeah. How can he treat me with so little respect? You're not signing for them. Got to my back door, went in the back door, said to my wife, you're not going to believe what's happened to me today. <laughs> she went, shh. She's putting a finger on her lips. Shh. I went, what? You know what's she's going pointing, on? She's yeah, pointing in my lounge. Yeah, no, he's only sat in my lounge <laughs> with the pot from the garden <laughs> with his arm around my mother-in-law. <laughs> Oh, dear. Honestly, God, I, I was proud oh. he tried to sign me, but oh. it was that's the funniest thing that's ever happened to me in football. <laughs>
Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Brian Clough, an absolute legend. Yeah, it goes for seven minutes, but I'll give you that one, mate. That is an absolute uh, belt. Absolute brilliant. And they can all sing from there. It's on as <laughs> well. Absolutely <laughs> classic. Classic Brian Clough. Ah, that's a top one. That's a top one. Okay, um, we'll go on to uh, our feature today. What we're going to do a feature is... Uh, <laughs> we'll think about that. I'll stop you there, Archie. <laughs> I'll be swayed by the money. Carry on. <laughs> Um, Play that again, will you? <laughs> so, uh, I'm losing my train of time. Stop you there, Roy. <laughs> yeah. well, So, sorry. what we're going to do today is we're doing um, classic, absolute classic films. Yeah. Uh, sporting films. Yeah, because obviously the season's over. We're a little bit bored. Of them. <laughs> we- <laughs> Very, very this is a professional outfit yeah, here today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah, yeah. We were t- we were talking about during the week, or, uh, or at least I'm going to pretend we were that. Like, uh, with the season over, and we need our bit of a Spartan fix if there's certain sports that we're not up to in the summer. And obviously, there's some absolute belter movies uh, over the years in sports. So we're just going to mention a few kind of genres uh, of like basically sporting uh, like top box of movies, and then we're going to maybe play a clip of the one that we fancy and whatever. But the list is endless. We're going to miss some. Calm down. You talk about it with your mates and whatever, whichever ones you like. But we're just going to try and go with a few of our own here. Shannon, if you want to start with one in particular, or I think you should start with um, Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball. Like obviously, there's plenty of top baseball ones out there. There's Major League, Bull Durham, even the Remember one where league, Madonna was in. A league it. in your no, not League of Your Own. Something along yeah, them. Their own. Is that what a League of Their Own? A League of Their Own. Yeah, it's something along them. Lines, Great movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom Most Hanks is in it as the kind of drunken coach and all that. He was good in that, wasn't he? <laughs> He's just sitting there spitting tobacco yeah, for a few yeah. minutes. And then eventually That's, he sits it, up. I know, the classic line is that, there's no crying in baseball! <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, so we're going to go Moneyball for the fact that, one, it's based on a true story. A guy called Billy Bean, who was one, of, he was a hot prospect himself, and then I think it was injuries and whatever. But he ended up as a general manager for the Oakland A's, who wouldn't be one of the biggest ones, but they'd be still fairly popular, but they wouldn't have the same money as the big wigs, like your Yankees and whatever. And he was getting bored of it all. They were about to lose their three biggest stars because they were obviously going to the big money teams, which is fair enough. And they were going to lose X amount of home runs, X amount of this, that, and the other. So he was more looking at it on stats because baseball people are obsessed with stats. They love their stats. Yeah. And basically, he started looking at it going, I don't want to go for what we think is the best player. I want to go with the guy who gets on base. More people get on base, the more we score. Simple as that. Even if it's not the sexiest name. So he wanted to apply that. But he, he was in with a scouts meeting. And they have about 15 scouts. And they're all kind of different uh, opinions about certain players. And this is a little clip of the mentioning. Uh, I think he's a pitcher. or he's a. I can't remember exactly who he is, but... Uh, one of the guys comes up with a classic reason why they shouldn't go with this guy. So uh, just have a listen to this. Okay, let's move on. Artie, who do you like? I, I like Perez. He's uh, got a classic swing. He's real clean stroke. Do not. I don't know. Well, Can't hit the curveball. Well, there's some work to be done. I'll admit that. Yeah, but, there is. Uh, he's noticeable. Got an ugly girlfriend. What's that mean? Ugly girlfriend means no confidence. Okay. Oh, no, you guys are full of it. Artie is right. This guy's got an attitude. An attitude is good. I mean, it's the kind of guy who walks into a room. His dick has already been there for two minutes. Yeah, he passes the eye candy test. He's got the looks. He's ready to play the part. He just needs to get some playing time. I'm just saying. His girlfriend is a six at best. Look, if we're trying- <laughs> so, yeah, he's got an ugly girlfriend. She's, he's obviously low on confidence. Let's not go with him. So that just gives you a little uh, insight into potentially what some of these scouts think about. And the great thing is, is that it's change. And pe- sometimes people are afraid of change in sport in yeah. general. People are afraid of change and they will 
they won't listen to reason. Yeah. And this is one of those instances where these lads have been in baseball or, uh, baseball for oh, yeah. so long that they believe they know the sport inside yeah. out and they're not open to He's new techniques, new, uh, systems. And you can see by his face in the meeting. He's bored. He's bored. He, he yeah. knows he's heard all this before. Yeah. Because basically, I think in the end, without they're all he, gone. Without giving the end in a way. Yeah, I, they, they're all gone. And yeah. he, he goes with a, a young kind of a college kid who believes in the same system. And it's yeah. just them two building the team. And they get these three. One guy is kind of coming back from an injury. One's a has-been and one's up and coming. And they replace the three superstars. And the manager on the pitch is not happy at all. And he doesn't play them. And eventually... Billy Bean starts trading away some of the players to make him do it. Yeah. So it's and all then, based. It's all based around stats. Yes, about uh, the on base percentage. That's the big one. Yeah. It's all about getting on base. As he says, the more guys are on the on the plates, the more chance they have a score. Regardless of whether this guy gets forty runs, but he does nothing else. Yeah. The forty runs is irrelevant. But if he gets on base more, we can score more runs as a team. That's the big thing. As it's a bit like in football over yeah. in England, they have the the opta stats and yeah, stuff like yeah, that, yeah, and, yeah. and they work. Uh, baseball's a like, different planet. Like Sam Allardyce wor- yeah. works yeah. off them all the time. This is the start of it over yeah. in, in baseball. Basically, John Henry believes in it as well. Yeah. In the end, he offers him a mega contract to come to the Red Sox to do the same thing. He says no. He sticks with the A's. Now, this is not giving anything away because yeah. it's, it's just a little side thing at the end. So, basically, John Henry finds a guy, I think his name is Theo Epstein, and he takes it on board. And within two years, the Boston Red Sox finally win the World Series after God knows how many years, the course of the Bambino and all that. So, there's a bit of, there's a bit of, uh, a bit of weight to the argument. Yeah. But it's a great, great movie. Now, when we were looking through, uh, I'll second that brilliant film. When we were looking through films, sporting films, every time we thought of a film, another film popped up oh, or two or three yeah. popped up and no messing we could do five shows on sport and films yeah. we and could just do baseball movies yeah. you know what I mean now and Absolutely. then we could just do another sport it's incredible but we go on to golf <laughs> <laughs> now there's been some good golf uh, Tink oh, Cup oh yeah Tink Cup's classic Tink Cup is a brilliant brilliant yeah. film I wish uh, it was true Stubbornness yeah. was the, basically the morale of the story don't be bloody stubborn yeah. but uh, and don't and don't and don't rely on your talent only. But mm. it, that was an excellent film, absolutely mm-hmm. excellent film. But we will go on a lighter side with oh, golf. Absolutely, Happy Gilmore, the legend that is Shooter McGavin. Ah, uh, Shooter <laughs> McGavin, never the, the fingers out. <laughs> oh yeah, suck in that one, baby. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is the scene from Happy Gilmore. I think it's Jaws from the guy who played Jaws and James Bond. Yeah, yeah, no one knows his name. He, He's he, got a big he, nail in his head at this stage, right? That's still stuck there. Yeah. And uh, he just has a little comment at Shooter McGavin, and Shooter gets brave and turns around and to actually see what's facing him. Yeah. Trying to reach the green from here, Shooter? That's not possible, sir. I beg to differ. Happy Gilmore accomplished that feat no more than an hour ago. Well, moron, good for Happy Gilmore, oh my God! <laughs> the moment he turns around and sees six foot nine, Jaws, what I need to call him, I can't remember what his name is. <laughs> yeah. too, but Mr. Big Guy. Happy Gilmore, it's, it's, Adam Sandler's films are always, I suppose, a bit cheesy or Incredibly what have you. miss lately, they, but yeah, they are, he's pulled but, out for a few classics. I mean, the idea of not taking a stance and run up and swing, Yeah, everyone had to try that. All the pros, Ev- even now to this day, they, some of them use that as a trick shot. As a doing trick a, shot, yeah. Like a, a, an exhibition. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, he used a hockey stick. <laughs> for a putter. For, for a putter. Because he couldn't put. Why don't you go home, Paul? And there was a scene in it with uh, Bob Barker, who was, I think it's <laughs> yeah. The Price is Right. Yeah, he's a top uh, presenter. Yeah. yeah, over in America. And of course, 
Uh, he doesn't come out well against an old man, does he? They didn't come out. There's a bit of a bit of a scuffle, and uh, Bob it's a good Bar- fight scene. Bob Barker obviously was a former boxer. He's got skills. He got skills. He's, He's got, got skills. skills. And obviously he had a classic as well with the uh, what was the other sport when he did? Or am I making that up? Oh, uh, Waterboy. Oh, Waterboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was high quality. We have to stay on track here because there's just so many. What are we going to go with next? Uh, I will go with uh, one of the all-time best documentaries yeah. ever. Uh, when We Were Kings. I think we'll go in, in, into, into the clip of and When We Were Kings. We'll talk about it then after that. I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean I make medicine sick. Too fast! Too fast! The king is going home to get his throne. Yeah, when I get to Africa, we're going to get it on because we don't get alone. So we're trying to get the champions of the sports world, champions of the music world. You know, it was handsome, it was articulate, it was funny, it was whooping ass, too. <laughs> George Foreman was a phenomenon. The big, bad monster, and no one can whoop him. We're going to fly in Zaire until we get to Zaire. This chump has got everybody scared. They thought he would take one of the world's worst beatings ever, and he wouldn't give up. Scared of what? In a time of courage in the jungles of Zaire. I like to tell children of the world, quit eating so much candy. We must whip Mr. Tooth Decay. I got one right here, one right here. A man named Mohammed created his own destiny. I mean, kill him. This is his moment of truth. An absolute legendary documentary. Ah, oh, super. And I remember, funny enough, I was watching the Holly Holm fight yeah. where they were, and there was another fight because I was looking at The Fighter, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is another classic uh, boxing film. And in that film, there was a scene where the referee told uh, Mickey, what was his name in, in uh, The Fighter? Mickey Ward. Mickey Ward, that if he doesn't start fighting, that he's going to have to call it. It was interesting because in, in this, the whole thing was uh, the alley and yeah, rope uh, the rope of dope. So uh, Ali soaked up all the punches, wore, because he knew that he couldn't go uh, punch per punch against mm-hmm. for uh, George Foreman. But he took it all, all the energy in, he, he tired him out and, 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 and finished him off. But if this was later on, when people are expecting a fight, the pay-per-view money, would they have allowed that? Would the referee say, listen, you're allowed to take that amount of, yeah, of, of, yeah. of a beating before? Because it would unbelievable tactics. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable He just sucked tactics. it all up and of course then he pops his hands out every night. Is that all you got? Is that all you got? Golden him even more to just start swinging away at the, at the body and just slowly but surely. It, it only lasted eight rounds, ironically yeah. enough. And then he just fell over. It, it, it wasn't even the harness of punch. He was just gone. He's gone. Just he no energy slice. left at all. But it was so funny because it got delayed by, was it a month or six weeks? Because Foreman got a cut when he arrived. That's in right. Sparn, That's right. And apparently they took his passport. They took everything to make sure that he, that this guy's not leaving the country because it mightn't happen. Because he was getting uncomfortable over there because it was so anti-Foreman. Yeah. Because apparently one of the biggest controversies, he came out of the plane with a German Shepherd. And the old Bel, because it was the old former Belgian Congo in Zaire. Yeah. And that was the dog of choice for the oh, army. And right. as soon as he came down, it was like, uh oh, that's He's not good. Straight enemy. away they turned on him. And he was nervous. I remember the scene where he was on the plane and Ali's on his plane going across the Zaire. Yeah. And he's dancing around the place in the plane and he's just being Ali. And George Foreman, stiff. Yeah. Not, not very serious, very, obviously very nervous. 
So it, it, the whole film plays up to Ali being, yeah. you know, the greatest of all time. Exactly. And then there was the great sideshow of the big concert that they were having as well with some of the best acts around at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. it was a great movie. And now obviously... Uh, Boxing, we could do a 20 minute section on that because obviously we'll, we'll skip to Rocky, we'll go to Rocky another day because as I said, there's just so many boxing moments. American football, same thing again. We have so many. Yeah. Of uh, which there can only be one, isn't there? Well, there's only, there's only one, uh, especially only one clip we and can we'll finish play. on this. But the film itself, any given Sunday film, yeah. is an absolute classic Start film. Finish, yeah. It's a brilliant film. And I remember watching it. Throwing the alligator Someone, into the showers and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, brilliant film. And I, I remember watching it and going, someone told me to watch this and they started off. I said, oh, I don't know, American football, you know. And this is one of the first American football ones I think I've seen. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't, uh, I wasn't disappointed at all. No. Whatsoever. So we might go into Al Pacino's Any Given Sunday speech. That if anyone wants to motivate themselves before a match or go for a run or if they're feeling lazy, you put this on, you'll you'll be willing to run through walls. Just just before we play it, about halfway through it. This is a long speech now, but about halfway we'll through. We'll try it, and time it right. There's there's the, the F bomb comes in and we're, we're, we're we'll time it. We, we, we have a time. We'll zip it out and zip it back in <laughs> to it. All right, here it is. Any given Sunday. I don't know what to say really. Three minutes till the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Either we heal as a team or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. So what actually happens, I should have given you the backstory on what happens. They've come in, it's, it's half time. Yeah. Half time and basically what's happened is they're down and this is his motivational speech. So you can hear it starting already. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh... I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in America. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff, you find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, 
every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. It's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. Hell yeah. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's the team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. As football guys, that's all it is. Now, what are you gonna do? Come on! I wanna play! <laughs> you gonna go that inch, are you? Get up off that couch, get out of that bed and go for your run and don't be thinking about it. Come Absolutely on. Absolutely inspirational speech. <laughs> if, if that was played in anyone's home dressing room yeah. at the weekend. Any manager today who's struggling, just play that and don't even have to talk to Running through walls. And what, I think what we've learned from uh, doing the sporting films yeah. is that this could go on for weeks. So we may break it down into yeah. sports. Over Specific the- sports. Over the year, yeah, and do specific sports because yeah, there's going know. to be obviously so many different yeah. sporting ones. So, and we know we've missed millions, and get over it because we'll come back again someday. Okay, after break. You're listening to Liffy Sound. www.liffysoundfm.ie. Listen online. Community radio at its best. Yes, it's the final countdown. We're on the home stretch now, everybody. We'll uh, get straight into it. Mr. Shanahan, Ronaldo, is he really going to leave Madrid or is it just a bit of a... I think it could be more than likely, although he only signed a five-year contract in November. Yeah. Uh, could he want more money? It's possible, but I, I don't know. I can't see him. Leave. It could be the press even cooking up a story just to make things interesting because obviously the football is in the off-season. You yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah, I can, I, no, I, well, I, I, it's, I think it's a true story because... Yeah. 
Once Sky Sports get onto it straight away, and your man Guillaume Balagay, he gets onto it, then normally there he's is. He's told something. everything. Yeah, he's told everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a bit like Jim White on, on Transfer <laughs> Deadline Day. US Open looks set for a classic finish. There's five lads within a shot, and there's a few others on the periphery. It seems to be the course where you can either go low, as Justin Thomas did yesterday in, uh, with 63, or you can go with a, 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 an 80. It's that tight. There's going to be lots of twists and turns tonight. I looked at the golf last night. Um, I have uh, Matsuyama backed. He won under. He yeah. had an excellent round the day before with seven under, and then the first round was two over. And I think his rounds epitomise yeah. what can happen out in yeah, the exactly. course. You can have a seven under, and you can have a seven Casey, over for two rounds. Two and a half rounds is perfect, and then one or two bad holes and it's gone. No, he had, he had, he had an no, eight. He's still there, thereabouts. But he, yeah, he had a, he had an eight on a, on a par five. Once you go into the long stuff, there you're in real yes. trouble. You're penalised. Uh, Michael Phelps has taken on a great white shark. Has he? <laughs> Now, it's not as easy as that. It's to do with uh, kind of Shark Week, National Geographic or something like that. Where, but it's more, they're looking at the mechanics of humans and sharks. It, they're kind of selling it to kind of get you interested, like yeah. as in clickbait. But he's not really. It's, it's not going to be a McGregor right, Mayweather. Right. But that, that's in as well. Uh, Russia are doing their World Cup test run with the um, Confederations Cup, which that's kicked off yesterday. And not a pre- particularly impressive uh, attendance for considering it was Russia in the first game. How many was that? It only looked half full, and it was. And oh, listen, is it the tournament that it is? And next year it'll be full, probably. Yeah, more than likely. I mean, it's Confederations Cup. You don't know what the ticket prices are like over there for it, and it's New Zealand. Yeah. So, and from what I heard about the game, it wasn't that. Special. It should have been a lot bigger yeah. by all accounts. Yeah. So, uh, listen, it'll be half interesting to watch, but there's nothing yeah. to that competition. Yeah. Uh, Usain Bolt is going to be in the new Pro Evo. Would you be tempted to get him in just for his pure out and out pace? But I'm sure his finishing will be shocking. Yeah, but pace is everything in those <laughs> games, isn't it? And Maradona is an ambassador of the game, so no doubt he'll be in it in some form, I presume, yeah. where he'll be unlocked or whatever. So, uh, and they're fighting back on FIFA. Yeah, they're slowly coming back. Yeah, yeah. All the all the reports about Pro Evo has has been that there's pressure on FIFA now. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of Usain Bolt, he ran his last race in Jamaica yesterday. Uh, which he won in 10.02 Last ever race? In Jamaica Oh in Jamaica Because this, this is his final year yeah. And he's finishing up At the World Championships In London uh, At the end of the summer Will he pull it off? No, no reason why not I'd say yes Yes No problem uh, Le Mans uh, kicked off yesterday uh, With the next F1 star Kobayashi On the front row With uh, the leading lap time that's got to be a tough race. Yeah. I, mean, I think there's three drivers, but you're still putting in two and three hour shifts. Yeah, it's tough going. How can you sleep with all that? <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't say they do. I'd say they have little power naps yeah. and, and, and and that would be it. And you know yourself, when you have a power nap, mm. boom, you're back into the, yeah. the game again. But I'd say they sleep for two days after. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Ronaldo, original Ronaldo, getting a bit of stick last week on Twitter and Facebook and everyone else uh, with his uh, physique lately. But uh, in my opinion, I think he's entitled to do whatever he wants. He's an absolute legend. I and he still showed the skills in the game anyway. I th- personally, for me, I, I prefer the original Ronaldo to <laughs> the, the, the Ronaldo now. I just prefer, think he was that generation, like growing up kind of thing. He was fascinating. He was more flair, though, I thought. Yeah. You know, Ronaldo now is all uh, athleticism, you know. Yeah, but, yeah he was all flair. Athlete. Obviously, he's not, he's not flair now. Yeah. <laughs> he looked a shadow of what he yeah. is. But listen, you have to so res- what? He's 40. respect the legends. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, best father and son combo, seen as it's Father's Day. Who, like, obviously, we mentioned Clough and Clough there. Any others that yeah, come to spring to mind? Well, it's not Alex Ferguson and <laughs> younger Ferguson. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. It's a tough one, isn't it? Straight it's away, I thought, because like, we were looking at potentially doing a piece, and it, oh, it turned out to be not that interesting. But the Mannings, 
in America. Uh, I can't think of the father's name, but Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are quarterbacks in in the NFL and both have won plenty of Super Bowls and our yeah. father was in it. I'd say they had an interesting few Thanksgivings and Christmas dinners uh, slagging each other out who's won the most Super Bowls. You've got a couple of potentials, you Banks as well, uh, don't you? Yeah, and there's a third brother in the Manning, so God knows how he feels when they're talking about it. So, uh, yeah, that's about it in wrapping it up in, in that. Uh, one or two quick transfer rumours. Most of them seem to be all about Everton. They seem to be in the, in the mix for a lot of people uh, going mad. One of them is uh, Sigurdsson. Swansea need 40 million. Apparently, he'd be a gonna, great boy. They're not going to get 40 million for him. They'll mm. get about 26, 7, 8, something like that. Yeah, but, but they, they will get him. But they were there the bulk of the rumours today without, without too much. And par- apparently Paris Saint-Germain are the favourites to land Ronaldo if he's going anywhere because there was a legend meeting with Mendes. So and, and there who, you go. Who's Neymar going to this week? Oh, he's, gone to, he's still going to United. <laughs> Unbelievable. How many times he's going somewhere. <laughs> Um, okay, that's it. Brilliant show, I thought, yeah. today. If, if we do say ourselves, I yeah. enjoyed it. That's that's the most yeah. important thing. And, yeah, and you exactly. And hopefully it, it came across to all you gang out there. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, next week, we um, hopefully we'll have someone in, but can't say just yet. So yeah. uh, keep an ear out for, for next week. Um, and anything today, US Open. US Open's a cracking day. Plenty in the championship. I know we didn't mention NGA. Plenty in the championship. I think there's a Confederations game, but... Just stick on the sports channel. There's going to be plenty. Yeah, the, um, men- I mentioned out for Kildare beat Mead. Oh, yeah, yeah, night, yeah. Which is, uh, it'll be interesting to see who who joins them in the final. It should yeah, be, I wonder who that'll be. It should be Dublin. <laughs> and uh, all you dads out there, enjoy yourselves today and hopefully you're getting your breakfast in beds. Um, I might go back to bed to get mine if I can. I don't know. We'll wait and see. Do it. Yeah, probably. Do it. Once you're up, you're up. Okay. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All the best. Good luck.